uh, we're going to go into today, and I want to welcome you to Encountering God. Uh, I'm your host, woohoo, I'm your host, Tom and Sarah, and um, thank you, Michelle. You know, it's so good to see you. I know even last night in class, it was awesome. Um, I want to talk about, I want to talk about this thing uh, about the garden today. You know, that's where Adam and Eve had their fellowship with the Lord. Um, and I want to read some of this from Genesis, the second chapter first, and then we'll go to the third chapter. And he said, um, uh, he said, uh, now this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, chapter two, verse four specifically. Um, and the Lord made earth and heaven, and now no shrub of the field was yet on the earth, no plant of the field yet sprouted. For the Lord had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. Uh, and my friend Michelle was talking yesterday about cultivating, where, where um, you aerate the ground and you and uh, you fertilize the ground as part of the cultivation of what goes on. And there's more to it than that, but uh, it just got me. Anyway, it says, But a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. And uh, this is interesting because, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's awesome, uh, that that there was no rain. You, you remember there was no rain until Noah's time. So God watered the ground specifically with a mist that would rise up from the earth. And like you see uh, dew, uh, you know, dew on the ground every day when you wake up, virtually every day if it's early enough, and there be there would always be dew on the ground. and um, And that's how God watered the earth. And he says, then the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a, a, a living being. And then in verse eight, he says, the Lord planted a garden toward the east of Eden, where he placed a man whom he had formed. And um, and the thing about that, that's probably around the area of Babylon right now that, that we know it. And he says, now there was a river that was flowing out of there. Uh, and the Lord took man and put him in the garden to cultivate and to keep it. So a lot of people think that Adam didn't have to work until after the fall. But the reality is that Adam was working. He was cultivating the ground. I don't know how he plowed the ground. I don't know how he fertilized the ground. Uh, but it was really, really um, amazing that he did this before the fall. Uh, but that's another story for another time. And then the Lord commanded man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat it, you will die. And um, and then so now remember, uh, God said that to Adam, and it was up to Adam to teach Eve uh, about that. And and we all know that story, uh, how Eve was at the, and, and, you know, we're not allowed to, uh, uh, to eat it, nor even touch it. And so I'm sure that Adam didn't want to make a mistake. So he said, hey, listen, don't even touch the tree, you know, because in that, when that happens, uh, they will die. And um, so now let's jump down uh, to chapter three during the fall. And um, he says, uh, uh, then they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord called the man and said to him, this is chapter 3, verse 9, and then the Lord called uh, to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I've commanded you? And, uh, and then, of course, Adam shifts the blame to his wife. It was this woman that you gave me. So actually he was blaming God. But uh, but that's another story for another time. And um, 
Yeah, I love that word, cultivate. If you can, um, uh, Michelle, while you're there, if you wouldn't mind typing in what you said last night about what cultivation actually does, uh, I want to share it because it was really good and uh, I forgot to take notes, so I apologize to you. So here's Adam. This is his first secret place. He walked with the Lord in the garden in the cool of the day every day. And I just think it's kind of funny, personally, that um, that he called it a day. <laughs> he called it a day at that time. And that so he would, you know, wake up in the morning when the sun would rise and he would go in and, um, you know, and then he would probably sleep at night at the end of that. So I want to go to Song of Songs, chapter 4, and specifically verse 13. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. And he says, um, Your inward life is now sprouting, bringing forth fruit. Uh, What a beautiful paradise unfolds within you. When I am near you, I smell the aromas of finest spice for many clusters of my exquisite fruit. Now grow within your inner garden, here the nine, uh, here the nine, then he goes into the uh, thing. So uh, let me talk about this um, uh, thing about cultivating. Thank you so much, Michelle. Uh, cultivating means to loosen and to break, the, break up the soil uh, to further the growth. Now, it's the aeration that happens in that where you take the plow and like you, you see the people, they cultivate it. Um, they're going down the aisles and in between the things and they keep, they keep aerating the ground. And that's why I love um, I love worms and stuff like that. Uh, uh, who is it? Rabbits and uh, gophers do it as well, but you have to make sure they don't eat the plants, which makes it so that uh, like we would plant radish around uh, the garden so that that's what they would go after first and then they would be uh, full by the time. And it also means to nurture. And so God wants us to nurture our gardens and that uh, like Adam had this garden that was his secret place, that was his place of meeting with the Lord. And, and, and in that he cultivated it. It was up to Adam to cultivate this garden. It was up to Adam to cultivate the garden and to make it, um, to make it bear fruit. That was his purpose. That was his goal. And the same thing with us in our secret place. It's up to us to continually loosen and break up the soil uh, so that we can further growth in that. It's not a religious duty. Hear what I'm saying. The secret place is not a religious duty. The secret place is a place to cultivate relationship. Um, in relationship with a man and a woman, you cultivate that relationship, you loosen the ground, and you, and you go and dig in to find out the depths of, of your spouse. And, um, and it's amazing to me when you dig and you, and, and you, and you get this stuff going that even in your secret place, in your love relationship with the Lord, He takes you deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He just takes you so deep that you, you are sitting there and you're going like, this is absolutely amazing what God is doing at this point. Because then He can start to plant seeds in you, uh, this seed of, 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 of righteousness, the seed of love, the seed of, of joy, the seed of peace. You, you know, you know the, uh, the fruit of the spirit in Galatians five, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, um, self-control, kindness, you know, all that. And so you have to know that God is wanting to, to have you. It's your purpose to cultivate your garden, to cultivate you in your garden. And so when the, um, when he says here, um, 
he says here in, in, uh, in chapter two of, sorry, chapter four, verse 13 of Song of Songs, he said that, um, he said that now grow within your inner garden. Okay. He talks about, he talks about growing fruit in your inner garden. And that's where you're at. That's where you have to see that God wants you to, to, to go into your inner garden. He wants you to go there and to fellowship with him. And I can't exp- express this enough. He said to go and to cultivate your ground, to dig it up and loosen the soil so that it can bear. Now, uh, when you have little children, and, and this happened a lot um, with us, when we would plant the seed, uh, one of my children would go outside into the garden and they would um, and they would dig up the ground to see if it was growing. I did that when I was a kid. We had science projects. And, uh, and, and I would go and, and keep looking and then see if anything's growing yet. And you start seeing a sprout and you check it out every day, making sure the roots are going down and you got to keep the grass. You got to keep the, um, the, 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 the soil so that the roots can go really, really deep. And so that's what you would, you're doing when you're cultivating your inner garden and God has brought you to the, it's the place where he brings his lovers and he, he wants you to go there. He wants you to have this garden experience with him and, and, and just know that it's okay to, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's okay to, to actually work at it. <laughs> work at your relationship. That's what Paul means when he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He's talking about, let's go and work at it. Um, those of you who have been married and, and are married, you recognize that marriage takes work. Cultivating relationship takes work and you have to, and you have to realize it. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, your little preach last night, Michelle, was awesome. <laughs> uh, it was only two minutes, but it was really good. And, and actually, while she was sharing on cultivating, somebody was writing down, before she shared that, somebody was writing down about cultivating, and God was totally on that. So recognize this, and, and, and I just want to say this, um, too, that God is calling us to really take care of our garden to take care of our secret place. He doesn't want you to live alone for your secret place. It's not up to him to cultivate it. It's up to you to cultivate your secret place. It's up to me to cultivate my secret place. If if my secret place ends up getting spider webs, it's my fault. It's not God's fault. God is waiting to meet you wherever your secret place is. For Adam, it was this garden. It was this place of, of plenty. There was there was everything in there. There was a place of abundance. And, um, and I heard a lot of people say, I, yeah, and Michelle, I got to hear the rich part two that you have to it as well. We only have two minutes, but I want to hear that second part. The idea here is this, is this, it's up to you to, to make sure that your secret place does not get dusty. And it's really the secret place in your heart. Again, I'm talking not about a physical place. I'm talking about a place in your, in your soul, in your spirit, where it's just you and the Lord. Now, David, um, we have one verse, you know, from David, and we'll talk about him later on. But, uh, do you, uh, you remember the story 
where David uh, is in with the Philistines, and he was actually honored with the Philistines. And they were going to go fight against Israel, but they didn't want David to come because David, they were fearing that David would turn and fight against the Philistines. And Israel didn't want, to, want him to come because they were going to, uh, that, that he thought that David was fighting for the Philistines. And, and David had a reputation of killing everybody that was, um, that was there. Oh, I am preaching. <laughs> I'm preaching part two. Ooh, ooh. All right. <laughs> so what happens is that God, you know, the only thing that David had, he, his enemies didn't want him. His hometown didn't want him. And then um, when they found out that their city was being burned and their wives and children were taken and all of the things that David and his, and his warriors had were taken from him, even the warriors that David was with were fight were wanting to kill him. So David's out there with nothing. And then the Bible only says this one one verse. And I don't know how long this verse should be, like the timeline of this verse, how long it was, but David, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Can I tell you that David went to his secret place and he just was encouraging himself in the Lord. This is not what God wants. This is not what God is doing. But God, you strike my enemies, blah, blah, blah. So David turns around after this time. And again, I don't know how long David was there encouraging himself. But afterwards, he turns to his men and says, let's go and get our stuff back. So then they go to the city and or this town that was being burned and they and they grabbed all their children they they rescued their children they you know got the spoil they got the they got all their stuff back and so you have to see that it is yes it is your responsibility to cultivate it you can't hire a gardener to do your gardening in your secret place it's up to you you can't rely on your pastor to feed you okay now i read this this morning um, are you married to Jesus or are you dating him every Sunday? I just thought that was hilarious, okay? Are you married to Jesus or are you dating him every Sunday? That's the question. Are you with him every day? Are you meeting with him every day? Um, I often tell people that you don't want to see me dance because I, cause I dance like I walk through a spider web. And um, it's true, I can't dance. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody walk through a spider web. They start, you know... Um, freaking out. And that's kind of like how I dance and you don't want to see me dance. But when I'm alone with God, I dance because God is just so amazing. And he loves, he loves just having that moment with me. He doesn't care if I can dance or not. That's not his issue. He doesn't care if you can dance. He just loves to be with you. That's why he says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You don't have to be an opera singer. You don't have to be a professional singer in order to sing unto the Lord. You just do it. And those of those who can sing, sing unto the Lord. And, and can I tell you, get out of your shell and start to do things that are outside of who you feel like you, you're comfortable with when you're alone with the Lord. And you get to do that. You get to talk about things that you don't know anything about. You get to talk about things that you're not sure uh, if, you know, if it makes sense. You get to talk about things of God. Because literally, if you don't know what you're talking about, it's okay. Because the Bible says that Jesus lives to make intercession for us. Jesus lives to make intercession for us. So let me ask you today. Are you discouraged? Are you hurting? Are you, you know, in need today? 
Go into your secret place. If it's been a while since you've been there, then get there and start over again. There's no bondage here, man. You just go and you start over again. Cultivate that land, however long it is. It could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. It could be two hours because God redeems the time. It doesn't matter how long. God is not locked into time and space. We are. So if you only, the young mothers especially, I say this to you, I don't have any time. It doesn't matter. You've got five minutes. Give him five minutes and just tell him how much you love him. Talk to him. Don't pray. Don't, don't do like our usual Santa Claus prayer where we're just asking for stuff. Go and talk to him. Tell him that you love him. Tell them that you care. Tell them that you want him. So I'm going to ask you again, are you married to Jesus or are you just dating him on Sundays? If you're married to him, get into your secret place. Adam had to do it. He did it every day. He walked in the, in the cool of the day. I don't have no idea what that, what time of the day that was. But for Adam, it was the cool of the day. God would come and visit him and they would sit and they would, they would fellowship together. If the Bible says in 1 John, I think it's verse 7, he says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship, or can I say we have a marriage one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Walk in the light as he is in the light. There's a whole other sermon on here, and I'm not going to go there. We've spent a lot of time already. But just know, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship, we have community, we have koinonia, we are one with another. We have intimacy with each other. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. I need you, yes. You need me. But we all need Jesus. And we need to cultivate that land. That's really, really cool. That was... um. (laughs) you got every place i mean you guys got a house man and again any place that you can find jesus is your secret place well god bless you guys today um i want you just to start loving jesus like you've never loved him before and 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 really if you don't have your secret place find a spot bring a bible with you and just lay before the Lord. And I, this is what I do. I lay before the Lord. I got soft music going in the background. And I lay before the Lord. And this is how I cultivate this time. I say, good morning, Holy Spirit, or good evening, or whatever. And we just talk. What's on your mind today? And then I'll get a Bible verse and I'll go look at it. Really simple. It's not that hard. Christianity is not that hard, man. It's so simple. Well, God bless you guys. You have a great day. Thanks for bearing with me. Uh, And then we'll see you again. What's today? Thursday. We'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.